Infections are infectious Like a dog scratched ear But pleasure is high Welcome to the Box Tunnel Survivors Group, a place for those affected by the issues raised in the TV show, Being Human. Podcasts are such a bourgeois concept. Well, except for this one. I'm working class and this makes me zero money. Not that I'm bitter. For this episode, we are looking into Ghost Town and we meet Gilbert, the cynical ghosts. Be prepared, this is a very sexy episode if you're into moody graters and toilet plumbing. And welcome to the podcast, Sarah Ma, as in Johnny Ma, not yeah. Sarah Mayer. Oh, that's me, that's Ma, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming on and doing this. Hey, um, thanks for having me. You are an ideal guest for a Being Human podcast because you've set up your own meme website and on Facebook, Being Human Seth Posting. I have, yeah. Um, I started that a, a few years ago now. I think it's nearly a thousand members and you have to still go on strong, still love the show. And I created the group and yeah, um, so we make memes and stuff uh, from like different shows and we share to different groups. Bit of a laugh. <laughs> so what made you decide to do a being human one i just uh i just noticed it was missing and i noticed it was a great show to like to make memes of uh, all the dialogues just so iconic isn't it but that's a weird thing that's a weird thing about all these shows now that have these meme websites is all their dialogue and all their references you can immediately put it into the current day news or mm-hmm. It, relate it to a current show and it just seems to make sense that's it yeah it's still so relevant it still holds up well being human yeah definitely yeah so in terms of other meme shows what would you say are the three best meme shows or memeable shows if that's a word well uh, anything's memeable if you think about it but my top three i think like apart from being human seth posting on facebook obviously um it'd probably be vicar of dibley which is also one uh, I admin, just shoehorning that in as well. Oh, really? uh, I also admin that one on Facebook. What's uh, that one called? Parish Posting. That's ah, it. I've seen that. Have you? Uh, yes, I have seen that. Yeah. Should join. <laughs> um, I think my second one be Black Books. I know uh, you like that as well, don't you? Matthew? I love Black, Black Books. books. I love yeah, we were talking about it on Twitter the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just my type of humour, really. Like that sarcastic. Great British humour. Love it. <laughs> and then third, probably Simpsons. Ed, anything could be a meme in that show. Like, there's just so much content. Yeah, and again, that's one of those things that is relevant to the day. And they keep saying that the Simpsons predicts the future. That's it? Uh-huh. The obvious question is, mm-hmm. do you identify as a vampire, a werewolf, or a ghost? Um... I'd say vampire, just because uh, ha- I've had this obsession with them since I was like 12, 13, since Twilight started. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, I even did my dissertation on vampire films. Are you Team Edward? Yes. Uh-huh, still Team Edward. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is, is that kind of uh, an evolution then from Twilight to shows like Being Human? Yes. Um, so I remember... Uh, when it got into being human, that uh, series three was just starting up, uh, and all the trailers were on TV. But I was like twelve or thirteen at the time, so I was still a bit like it's a fifteen, isn't it? So I was a bit mm. underage at the time, <laughs> but I still I watched it when series three started up, um, and then I caught up with one and two. Uh, I just remember seeing it on BBC Three, like um, you know the glyph. The Give Bloods advert, like the trailer at yes, the end. Yeah, 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 I remember seeing that and I was like, this looks interesting. And it's just talked ever since, yeah. Okay, so we'll crack on with Ghost Town. It was aired on 8th of February 2009. <laughs> Other than Lenora Aiden and, of course, Russell, it stars Sinead Keenan, Greg Chillin, Dylan Brown, Annabelle Scoli and Alex Price. Now, we start with Annie going through pictures of Owen, 
And this time it's George that gets to do the opening monologue. So it's free from free now. Yeah, another iconic voiceover. <laughs> yeah, see, this is, I think of all the free, I think this is the one I probably forget the most. Yeah. Maybe because, maybe because it's not so dramatic. It, it, it starts with the theme of love, which is obviously a theme that runs through this episode. Mm-hmm. He says, love should be the opposite of death. It should be the biggest reason for us wanting to be here. What else have we got? Football? Shoes? Well, whilst this is happening, of course, George is distracted by Nina while he's perving over her. And he tries a patient into a bin and goes on with this by saying, love gets complicated. It gets twisted up with other things like possession and heartbreak, lust and death. And speaking of which, Mitchell is watching that porno with Lauren and there's Lauren and Hardy all over again. Really sets the scene, doesn't it? <laughs> really sets the scene. It's uh, George being all romantic, Mitchell being a perv. Exactly. <laughs> Sums them up pretty well. <laughs> so Annie is causing havoc in the kitchen. George and Mitchell are watching in as she clatters about crying. Mitchell thinks it's PMT. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it could be. If... If, if, as we discussed in this episode, on this podcast before, if, if a vampire can pee and eat, yes. why can't a ghost have PMT? That's true. Um, I think Mitchell does he like to suppress his cravings, isn't it? It's like the carbohydrates, is that what he says? But I don't, yeah. I don't know how to explain the PMT though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love George's line Mitchell, I have two steaks in the fridge. They've got this obsession with food going off at exactly midnight. Yeah, like as soon as it hits midnight, that's it. It's it's gone. <laughs> and I'm not eating raw meat like an animal just because a ghost is ovulating. <laughs> really, has a point. But it's not one not. Like, he does it every every month though. <laughs> like he eats raw meat. <laughs> they brave going into the kitchen, and Annie marigolded up and holding an engagement present. Turns out it is a, a mooly grater. Mm. Now. Have you ever owned a Moody Grater? I have not. Can't say have I you, have. <laughs> have you ever seen a Moody Grater since this episode of Being Human's Head no. in the wild? No, I haven't. I don't really like parsley, to be honest. Like, never really seen use for it. You could just shred it, like, with your hands. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, Annie used to make... Uh, I mean, the sound of this makes me want to go vegetarian. <laughs> parsley sauce and boiled ham. Delicious. Oh, <laughs> Good soup. <laughs> uh, she says that Thursday is the day that was set for their for their wedding. Now I love it when George comes closer to emphasise with Annie, and she always smacks him with the moody grater three times. Yeah. Oh, was it this episode that had the deleted scene of the anniversary? I think it is. This one, yeah. Oh, such yeah. a cute deleted scene. They should have left that in. But Annie doesn't want to think of. Owen with Janie Tango Face Harris mm. and cooking him boiled ham and parsley sauce, which, I mean, she's welcome to it, surely. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. uh, Mitchell, ever to put his foot in it, feels that Owen's moved on with his life and she needs to as well. I'm dead, in case you hadn't noticed any response. Now, Mitchell suggests she goes out and meets someone. She, I think she quite quickly gets won over by this idea. Hmm, yeah. Considering she's had that experience with with Owen, the, the yeah, it's done not all of him. It's just like okay, why not? Like it's quite a snappy decision, really. <laughs> so we enter the club. It's an eighties night, and we meet Gilbert, a fellow ghost, dead since nineteen eighty five, and with a quiff that would make even the Fonz jealous. Now the boys leave the two together. Uh, Gilbert asks, "What it's like living with them? Isn't it a bit violent?" When they kill people, <laughs> but what I don't don't understand is like we never get the backstory of how Mitchell and Gilbert know each other. I know, yeah, I've put that in my notes as well, saying that I really want to know how they met. It seems they're completely different in every aspect of their lives, isn't it? And someone needs, if it hasn't already happened, someone needs to do a fanfic on how they met. I know, it probably has. It's probably out there, to be honest, fanfics of everything. But then I can oh. imagine, like, in the, in the 80s, Mitchell being a new romantic. Oh, yeah, definitely. So they'd, uh, they'd have been sworn enemies. <laughs> yeah, that that's a point. Uh, I think the only thing they have in common in this scene, anyway, is the guy liner. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
So maybe they bonded over that. Gilbert says it's death for no reason, and death for no reason is murder, getting a good bit of Morrissey into the dialogue. Mm. He's a vegetarian, so luckily for him, Annie can't boil him any ham. Yes, (laughs) thank God. (laughs) A song comes on and he shouts, hang the DJ. That tune came out in 1990. I've done this in my life. I've gone to a few 90s nights. Oh, are Um, you a Gilbert? (laughs) Well, pre-Gilbert, pre-knowing about Gilbert, I used to do this in clubs. Nah, this came out in 2001 or whatever. (laughs) And I even did it last year and I didn't even acknowledge to myself that I was doing a Gilbert. I went to a 90s (laughs) a day festival. And they played things like Snow Patrol and Kings of Leon. And I was like, mm-hmm. everyone was out around dancing, getting drunk. I was like, this is a 90s. <laughs> but the DJ loved you that night. <laughs> Thankfully, he couldn't hear me. So, oh. <laughs> so I think Gilbert is my spirit spirit animal. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, he's on the quite 90s police. Elsewhere in Club Tropicana, George and Mitchell are at the bar. They've caught the eye of some girls... But George is having another crisis of confidence. Yeah, um, I mean, were they just eyeing up Mitchell and not George? Quite possibly. Let's be honest here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'd be too. Yeah, I'm a Mitchell girl, definitely. You're a Mitchell girl. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really funny line, but when George says something about smashing the granny out of, the it, out of it, yeah. it's really funny, but why... the. Because the music stops and everyone turns around and looks at it, to me it feels like it's a bit from a different show. Yes, it's given me, uh, you know, American Wealth in London when they're like walking yeah. to the bar, the song goes silent. So maybe it's like, um, like taking homage to that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that must be what it is because yeah. it it doesn't feel like it would be a natural thing that would happen in the show, but maybe it's just like, let's get a little nod into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny though. <laughs> it is very funny. Yeah. Um, we cut to St. Jude's Hospital and Lauren skulks up behind Mitchell and talks about the DVD. Now, this is a different Lauren from what we saw previously. She's more scared and desperate and Mitchell isn't having any of it, so he just fobs her off. Yeah, I thought that was pretty out of character for Mitchell. Like, he always looks out for people and just straight up abandons her, like, in this scene. I think, yeah, especially considering what's not long happened with Becca mm. and he knows the pain that she's going through. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like she's coming to her arrogant saying she's going to kill everyone and kill all her family and friends. She is now literally coming here, coming to him and asking for help and he's still, no, I don't need this in my life, I'm walking away. Good for him, like, stepping down, but I do feel really sorry for Lauren. And bringing it back to the very real issues of the show, like talk about it a bit more later in, in this episode as well, it's very real issues. Like even though it's supernatural on the top, like there's still un- like for Lauren, there's still underlying like um, issues of like uh, abandonment and maybe and domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. I think. Yeah, because she references that they're being mean to her and. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah exactly. I think it's a bit so, later on in the episode, isn't it? And um, they're saying that's the, the mistreater and they made her do the DVD. And so all that power that she seemed to be revelling in the previous episode is just gone. Mm. Annie meets Gilbert in public. Uh, he takes her to the cemetery and guides her to a headstone. She goes on an emotional rant and, and, and before stopping in her tracks, he says, are there two E's in fiancé? Gilbert insists she's in a better place, which I assume he doesn't mean the cemetery. <laughs> Knows how to show a girl a good yeah. time. The beauty of the world is still here for us. He speaks of a resolution to her life, her death, and that's why she's not moved on. So other than a, a brief reference to this in the pilot, this is the first time we get the whole fact that she is in suspended animation until she can find the reasons she's there and solve her solve her problem and then move move on Hmm. yeah it's fascinating yeah it's quite different isn't it like to other shows i don't think i've seen like the doors especially like i don't think i've seen anything like that before it's quite unique i think yeah i guess i mean in previous shows you can get a glowing light or some stairs or, or something yeah like that. but yes it is a strange i guess that's another way it domesticates something isn't it a mm-hmm. door in someone's living room or wherever appears wherever they are 
So Girlfriend mm-hmm. in a Coma by our old friend Morrissey is playing. And Annie is coming back to yeah. the house. And like little schoolboys, they're spying out of the window. And they're up in an awkward embrace on the sofa. And there's a, there's a classic line you just quoted. He knows how to show a girl a good time. Yep. <laughs> uh, she declares that she needs to find out what her unresolved business is. And it's set to the soundtrack to the dodgy tap again. Uh, Mitchell is concerned. I think Mitchell's concerned because obviously he knows more about the supernatural elements and what could go wrong. Uh, interrupted by convenient tap. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? Because Mitchell does kind of feel like something, like he knows something's up. Uh, that's, uh, that's what's strange because it, he, to me he's got no sense of Owen's been bad to her. So it is, mm-hmm. perhaps he's just thinking there's something else from her past that from that's dark and unresolved and that, that Annie's going to dig that up. But I don't think he's suspecting Owen at this stage. No, no mm. one is, no. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so Ghost Town uh, by the specials kicks up and Gilga... And Gilbert turns up and takes over the stereo, assaults George, and George, he questions whether this is fun. Fun is such a bourgeois concept. Love it. <laughs> it is one of the most quoted lines in Being Human, I think. Oh, yes, memeable. But, uh, exactly. And what is also memeable is when George and Mitchell just leave and they say bye, do their byes, Gilbert just gives this disrespectful, half hearted wave. <laughs> I think uh, another, sorry, just jumping in here, uh, the music in the show, like uh, Ghost Town, that's the name of the title, and I think this episode especially, the music, um, there's a lot of music, there's Girlfriend in the Coma, Ghost Town, then Change Love, all iconic, uh, and lots for this episode, I think that's quite interesting, because um, the ne- the next episode especially, uh, not a lot of soundtrack at all. I think this one's like a more fun with the soundtrack, but the next one's a bit more serious, isn't it? So we're just having a good time yeah, for this th- one. That, you know, that is something about this episode. It does feel, even though the, there are concepts of like love and loss and relationships and things like that, it does feel like a more light-hearted episode. Yeah, definitely. And, be, that's and it, being yeah. at, this is kind of Annie's episode, and despite all, you know, the trauma that's about to happen to her and the abandonment she feels at being visible, this it's still quite light, so it is strange that one. Also, uh, girlfriend in a coma. It's kind of foreshadowing, yeah. isn't it? Like the yeah. lyrics, um, like foreshadowing what happens to Annie. Interesting, interesting song choices. Um, George and Mitchell leave the house, and everyone is saying hello to them. You turned us into a hello, how are you? With the whole na- sodding neighbourhood, George says. And Gilbert <laughs> is in the in a music haze. Mark Ullman's in my room is playing in the living room. And he describes it as a t- an attempted suicide put to vinyl. Really lighting up really, the mood there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I like my depressing music. I'm a Manic Street Preachers fan. I don't think if I was trying to impress a girl, I'd, <laughs> I'd go in and put the most dark album on. That's what we love about him. But actually, I suppose <laughs> at this stage, Gilbert isn't like that with Annie, is he? He starts to pick up feelings a bit later on, I'd say. I'm not sure when exactly. But although he could say, so Sean is loving his own... Uh, Gilbert way. Uh, Gilbert love. Yes. I love how Annie turns down the music and then just gives up and just turns it off completely. (laughs) And she... uh, That's that's enough. She's asking for help finding her unresolved business. A challenge like finding every echo in the Bunnyman Japanese import. (laughs) I think just Gilbert's been on his own for a while, hasn't he? He's just... He can't attack. Doesn't know how to hang around <laughs> girls. <laughs> At the hospital, Nina is inundated with a crisis and learns that George can speak German, Spanish, Italian, French, Croatian and a bit of Russian. And all of a sudden, the lust in her eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a turn on. <laughs> At the house, yeah, At the house Gilbert wants to know more about Annie. And let's be honest, a lot of what she's referencing is about Owen. She's referring to herself only in relation to another person. She never talks about her. It's always with Owen, isn't it? Like, which is a bit sad for me, isn't it? I really feel for Annie. Like, just does know a life outside of Owen. So, as Gilbert rightly says, that was the dullest story I've ever heard. <laughs> Rips up the paper and says, "It's time for some Gilbert fun. How can you improve on going to a cemetery?" 
Go again. <laughs> you go again. You dance with foliage. You read bad poetry and you shout at the police. Perfect. Sounds like the perfect date. <laughs> so as Annie rightfully says, are we having actually having Gilbert fun yet? Oh, I would be having fun. I I'd be right into that. If you could go on a date with Gilbert and you uh-huh. it was your idea of where to go and you obviously you had to think about him and his personality, where would you end up going? We both love music, so I do like the record store. We'd probably go there. Keep that in. I think we can give the graveyard a miss. <laughs> I don't know. Just general dates. Maybe some bad kebab. <laughs> bad kebab. <laughs> yeah, bringing it back to being human again. Uh, what, but that's like the worst date ever, isn't it, with the kebab? <laughs> that, that sounds like it could be an 80s band name. Bad kebab. Bad kebab. It's it's the bad stuff that makes it memorable, isn't it? So I'd probably be right in with the the graveyard stuff, like because I'd remember that. So Owen is at the house uh, with Miss Mrs Tango Janie Harris trying to sort out the plumbing. Annie is watching on, and as they leave, Owen scans the room, clearly feeling the presence. Gilbert is nearby, and she declare, declares to Gilbert that his fun is off the agenda. The new plan is not one of revenge, but it is of love. It is to help Owen. From the sidelines, really. Kindred spirits. Yeah, it's um. So they go to Owen's house, and she puts a tray out for Owen, so he can put his key down because he was also always misplacing his keys. Yeah, I'll be his guardian angel and stop anything bad happening to him. This is confirmation that Gilbert is my spirit animal because he responds. Can you stop him listening to Michael Bublé? He's got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I, God, this is horrible. I am Gilbert. I mean, that's not a bad thing. Gilbert's great. <laughs> and I do love Annie. Oh, my God. This is it. There you go. That's it. You what you can't fast. see right here now is my doors just appeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The glowing door. You can finally pass over. Yeah, so if it goes silent, that's why. <laughs> it's the end of the episode. That's it. We're done. <laughs> uh, she wants to live amongst them permanently. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a fiancé with two E's. If I died mm-hmm. and she ended up with someone else, I would not want to be living in the same house with them. Yeah, it's a bit awkward, really, isn't it? She, she doesn't seem to be feeling awkward, though. She's she's right into it. But I, I'd be, like, third-wheeling a bit. Yeah, she's convinced <laughs> that helping Owen and just being there by his side is her resolution. Cute in a way, but... Lauren stalks Mitchell once more at the hospital. She's crying for help, insisting that she's clean. He cuts himself for her to feed on, but clearly this is not enough because vampire blood's pretty dead. He promises to help. This is quite an abrupt change because literally Mm -hmm. outside in the daylight, Mitchell then sees Nina outside the hospital and goes up to her and asks her for a light. Yeah, so... (laughs) It's a bit of plot smoking, really, because we don't see Nina smoke since this. Like, it's just, it's just a bit of plot, isn't it? It's like trying to get Mitchell and Nina to bond. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Perhaps she gave up. <laughs> like, it makes sense why she gives up, like, uh, in series three, maybe, like, for for the baby. But, like, not so much now. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps she just ran out of tasteless <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so she asks, what is the deal between you and George? And she says, George is weird and... Mitchell, of course, says no one's denying that. Now he make he comes up with a big story. He tells Nina that George will cook for him tonight. And cut to George at the hospital saying, what, 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 <laughs> yeah, what? In his own inimitable <laughs> style. Uh, why would you do something like that? Because you like her and maybe she likes you. That's the line I love. Maybe she's got a thing about hairy backs. <laughs> What gets me though is how to like if I was Nina, I would think Mitchell and George are an item, like especially in the smoking sh- shelter, like the way that Mitchell talks about yeah. George. He flats about a menu and wants to lay down a ground rule for some guests. One of them is don't kill them. Such so a bourgeois, bourgeois concept. concept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so again, it's it's uh, to me it's that line being blurred because obviously George. It's been fighting for the first two episodes. He wants the outside world outside. As soon as 
there's a chance that he could get with Nina, then that goes out the window. Hmm. It's almost yeah. as if he's a hypocrite. Yeah. God forbid Mitchell brings a girl around. <laughs> uh, back at Owen's house, Annie is partaking in the friendliest haunting ever, leaving the keys, ironing his shirt, shirts, folding his towels. But yeah, it's not something I could do, but she's adamant this is what's going to make her pass over. Uh, yeah. Ironing shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Making tea. I'm surprised she hasn't made him I a know, cup of tea. Freaky, wouldn't it? Especially, especially if Jamie know, Harris yeah. doesn't make him tea. Uh, this is going to be a dark question. If mm-hmm. you died today, this isn't well, a threat. This isn't a threat. <laughs> We've really turned the torn, haven't we? <laughs> My door's already appeared. What would you do? You reckon your unfinished business would be? Hey, this is this is a future question for the podcast. To our host. Yeah, it's a good one. I need more time to think about this. I think. Um, would be my unfinished. Uh, probably all my unfinished. Uh, I do cross stitch in my part, like part time, like as a hobby. So I'll probably be finishing all the cross stitch projects that I've like half started. I'm so bad for starting a project and just leaving it, and I'll come back to it. So, so I'll finish those. So you just. Do that last stitch, and you have you feel that sense of relief, and then all of a sudden, in the distance, the glow and the door appears. But then, yeah. what if you couldn't take all that cross stitch with you? Mm, that's a point. <laughs> <laughs> but at least uh, it'll just be I'll, I'll be relieved, you know, that it's all done. You'd... Like whoever's next can exactly. sort that. Like I don't care anymore. They're done. Exactly. Your family can dis- <laughs> at least they're not distribute half finished. them amongst themselves in the will. That's it. Yeah, they can help themselves. I think mine would probably be getting through every episode of being human in this podcast. And I could yeah, do it. That's a good I could one. do it because I'm a ghost, so I don't have to be seen. It's a podcast. I don't have to be seen to do the podcast. Like, I need more time to think <laughs> about mine. <laughs> George is homeward bound. Gilbert is blaring Joy Division. Always a knee trembler with the girls. <laughs> and he is making parsley and for God's sake more boiled ham for Owen and George is not taken for this because obviously he wants to set up for the date but aside from the fact that it's mental idea on so many levels <laughs> he wants the kitchen clear which irks Annie so I'm contemplating resolving my death so that I can move on to the next dimension and you're worrying about getting your leg over yes Annie, he's a man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another iconic line. The episode has so many good lines, doesn't it? Memeable. Me- memeable. <laughs> it's not a saying you hear much nowadays, getting your leg over, is it? True, yeah. I think it's a bit it dated, is, isn't it? it? <laughs> so 2009. <laughs> Notice as well, like, George says he's going to make a risotto, and then he buys this huge baguette. <laughs> do, do you normally have bread with risotto? Yeah, that'd be very bloating, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's uh, too many carbs. Mitch would love it. But... He's not thinking it through. Nina turns up and George's date is going to be haunted by a cooking ghost and an indie ghost. The (laughs) the doorbell goes, Annie smirking, Gilbert typically disinterested as Nina comes in. And I love the sarcastic wolf whistle and wanker gesture that Gilbert gives. As the date commences in the kitchen, Gilbert gets philosophical. He says he's happy not to have moved on. There is a light that never goes out and Annie's face is just, oh for God's sake, (laughs) full on grimace. Yeah, she's clearly not into him. <laughs> she's just totally immersed in Owen still, isn't she? Oh, yeah, definitely. Besotted, I love the use yeah. of the way he says ghost suicide as well. Another mm. another band from the 80s. Yeah, that's a point, yeah. So he tells a story about an exorcist and that plants, I think, a little seed in Annie's head, which we'd later get to down the road. Yeah, it's foreshadowing again, isn't it? Yeah, I think like, because she, comes up her, later. her ears kind of prick yeah. up at that and she's a bit like, oh, an exorcist. You can kind of tell there's something in there. Nina mm. flirts with a spoon. George is quite clearly in there and DJ Gilbert switches Undead FM back on really loudly. George offers a coffee and the clinky tap and unsexy FM return. So they head upstairs. Now, Lena looks out the window and observes a full moon, but George, of course, the expert on moon hormones, says it's not until tomorrow. They're, they're in sync, aren't they? George and Annie. Annie's got a PMT. It's George's time of the month. It's both exactly. their time of the well, month. They say when you, live to, when you live with someone, you, you sync up. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for Mitchell. It's happened to Mitchell now. 
<laughs> Wait, I think he is, isn't he? In a way, like with Lovins, he's uh, hormones. If he definitely. kills every four weeks, then it's then it's decided. All uh, synced. So she makes her move, and uh, we cut next up to Lauren, who is waiting for Mitchell outside the hotel. They make out in a shower, covered in blood. So I guess they're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Handy, easy, easy clean. clean. <laughs> well, you say that, but they don't clean up. Yeah, I'd hate to be housekeeping. <laughs> in George's bedroom, uh, he's growling like a dog left in a hot car. Uh, that uh, that animalism <laughs> scares him as he uh, makes a move on Nina and he backs out. All he can admit to is the fact that I have trouble containing myself. Well, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh. Yeah, Nina clearly takes it the wrong way yeah. as well, doesn't it? Like, like but, oh, I see. Wink, what wink. other way is she going to take it? <laughs> True, yeah, that's it. <laughs> She's, she wouldn't be like, oh, hang on a minute. You're not you're not a werewolf, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> great, great time to ask yeah. as well in the middle of sex. <laughs> um, back at the hotel... Yes, two people who definitely haven't contained themselves, still covered in blood and not using the shower for its main purpose. Disrespectful, I say. But Lauren wants mm. proper blood. She suggests blood from the hospital, but it won't work. I don't know why it tickled me when uh, she panics and says, should I put it in the oven <laughs> to warm it up? <laughs> it is quite a funny line, I suppose. Yeah. I don't think it was meant to no. be, though, but it just tickled me and no. I don't know why. <laughs> Pop it in for a few <laughs> seconds. Perfect. Gilbert is still in the zone. I thought love was a miserable lie. And that since he met Annie, he was about to say, but obviously she is too head in the clouds about Owen. Uh, he's clearly hurt, but he offers to come with her to his house. Oh, we all need a Gilbert. Now, they, walk, they walk back to Owen's house. Annie's holding a big mm-hmm. pot of casserole. Is it not the ham? Like boiled ham? Uh, yeah. But it's, it's like in a casserole, casserole dish. dish. But I, I assume it's the ham. What are people thinking of a hovering casserole dish? <laughs> Just like on the street. Who knows? It should have like swaddled it. <laughs> Just... Just imagine just walking yeah, and down then the she street puts and it... seeing a hovering casserole bowl. <laughs> and then she puts it in the oven as well, but how will Owen know it's there? He just turns the oven on. It's like, what's yeah. that smell? <laughs> yeah, so she puts it in the oven uh, before no- Owen notices, and then she he huggles up on the sofa with Janie, and she says happy anniversary to an oblivious Owen. He thanks her for all the things that she's been doing, and she's a, mm. not a clue what he's talking about. She hates the shirt he's wearing. Uh, what is it that makes Annie Storm upset? Yeah, it's just um, saying, uh, like, when I put that soft toddy oh, on, yes. wasn't it? And then she just storms upstairs. So Janie's taking Annie's hard work uh, and then, um, like, turning it into... Sexy time. Um, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and then Annie storms yeah, upstairs. And... Yeah, upset. I'd yeah, be upset uh, too. In a rage, she writes on the mirror in toothpaste, I think it is, or shaving foam, happy birthday, tiger. You know, it's not very subtle. Yes, she's just gone straight, like, so much for subtle, like, just going straight to the point. That's just going to scare the crap out of him. Uh, yeah, so he goes upstairs after he hears a noise, and we get the first sign of his temper once he sees what's in the mirror. He just rages mm. at Janie while, she, while Gilbert is watching on, and she looks very apologetic and sheepish. Yes, this is interesting because Gilbert now, like, Annie's gone, but Gilbert knows that what Owen's like now. But this is the thing about Owen. I think it's such a masterclass performance. I mean, it's yeah. throughout the whole series, but the way, especially in this episode, it turns. Because even at this moment, you can kind of understand why he's angry. You can un- you can understand the mood and because he's freaked out. Obviously, Janie doesn't know what's going on, but Gilbert does. You could still kind of understand, like, you know, I'm being haunted by my ex-fiance. You could understand why that would spark Mm -hmm. something in it. And the way that Greg Chillin does the performance throughout the whole series, but this episode in particular, it just gradually Mm -hmm. changes with every scene he's in. 
that gets worse and worse. His his behaviour gets worse and worse. No matter how much you try and hate him, like I think it's the same as all the characters. Like they all have their flaws. They're all they're all human, but even not the supernatural. And it's really fascinating, isn't it? I think um, as well the the sub story of um, Owen and Annie uh, is quite important because representation yeah. matters, doesn't it? It's like. Um, naming people's experience, like um, like at the time, I don't know if there was much on TV that's like similar to it, but like it'll help. Like Annie's Annie's a great character as well because even though she's a victim here, she gets stronger and stronger throughout the series, and it's really really interesting to watch. Yeah, uh, it's 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 showing manipulative and abusive behaviour. It's also not directly calling out Owen as a bad guy from the off because that's how that behaviour works. There's there's a front to mm-hmm. that behaviour and it's only in private that that's it, that that's scene and, it. and that's exactly yeah. where Gilbert is there seeing it in private but not to the outside mm-hmm. world. And yeah, secondly it, it shows a way of overcoming it albeit in a you know, not particularly human way but it shows a way of overcoming it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And we do like Owen at first, like we think this is how a lot of abusers seem, isn't it? Like they seem lovely at first, like in public, but then in private it's a whole different person, yeah. isn't it? So at St. Jude's, George is trying to hide from Nina and in doing so stares at a poster for gonorrhea. <laughs> yep, straight up torn change. <laughs> yeah, I love and it, yeah. Goes, so that's it, you've written off the pos- possibility of having a relationship or ever having sex again. And George just replies solemnly, well, haven't you? I can answer that for you, George. No, Mitchell clearly hasn't. <laughs> no, it's not moved on now. <laughs> Cut to Mitchell sourcing some refreshments from the blood bank. I think he could have taken more than one. Yeah, he's been really picky about it, though. <laughs> uh, perhaps it was a person that he really liked and just wanted that one. Yeah, maybe. Really had a connection <laughs> with it. <laughs> I'll, just get, I'll just leave you two alone for a minute. <laughs> At the pink house, Annie is surprised by a late night visit from Owen. Annie watches as she, he heads upstairs into the bathroom and goes for the... Well, there's no other way of saying it. The, the toilet. Now, yeah. <laughs> this is never a fa- thing. Obviously, it, with hindsight, it feels like the clinky tap is going to lead somewhere in the storyline. But you would never think this, would you, in a million years of where it goes. I, I, yeah, like, I don't know how plumbing works. No, I, I'm <laughs> no expert. I don't know how a block toilet can lead can lead to a a, a clinky tap. <laughs> Damn it! There's a, there's a plot hole. <laughs> I mean, I think earlier as well, like George had a leak in his hand at one point, and it was gone. Like when he's talking about the risotto, <laughs> like when he comes home with a baguette, then he has a leak in his hand. He like switch between his foods. Oh really? See, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, th- I think he had a leak in his hand at one point when he shouts at Annie to go into the other room. He had a leak, and then he suddenly well, doesn't have a leak. Perhaps he had a leak in the toilet, and then it disappeared. Uh, that's what's called <laughs> in the toilet. Werewolf we. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Strong stuff, then. <laughs> From it, he pulls out a pair of knickers, and realisation suddenly hits Annie. She watches in on her own flashback, Owen pinning her against the wall, calling her a whore. And the moment he pushes her down the stairs and Annie stands over the scene of her past. I think I'm sure I've heard Toby say in an interview that he never really meant this to be a twist. Really? And to me, I think it is. Because maybe part of it is because Greg Chillin plays it so well. And secondly, Mm -hmm. it's revealed. You know, we're halfway through the series. It's not like it's something that's revealed in the last episode. So to me, I think this was a surprise when I first saw it. Yeah, like I'd say it's probably the main twist of series one, to be honest. Yeah. Like I can't believe that wasn't like the initial twist. I can't think what else they could have done, really. Um, so as Owen scarpers, Gilbert is at the front door. Owen leaves at the back and Gilbert lets himself in. Uh, sorry, I let myself in. <laughs> in a moment of slight levity and a really shocking moment. Everything about Greg Chillin's character is so nuanced and subtle. He played the creeping nastiness. Remember that even two episodes ago, we saw him just having that chat with Mitchell, that friendly chat with Mitchell. And then episode three, we see him being absolutely horrible to Annie and pushing her downstairs. 
because this is Annie's episode, this is just a massive moment. Like you say, it's one of the biggest mm. twists of the series, probably. It's definitely an Annie-centric episode. I think each of them have their own like episodes in this series, yeah. doesn't it? Like, the next one's definitely yeah. a Mitchell one, and the one before was a George one. Like They're all having their moments. Yeah, so another hotel room and more bloodlust as Mitchell hands Lauren the blood, but it's going down worse than a bottle of gone-off milk. It won't work like fresh blood, Mitchell says. So Lauren storms out of the hotel to be greeted by a favourite idiot, Seth. <laughs> Named our Facebook group after him, <laughs> Seth Posting. Yeah, he takes her away in the car. Now, what is so funny? I, I came to this realisation the other day, no matter how many times I've seen Being Human, because I'm doing mm. this podcast, it's suddenly twigged on me that Seth isn't even in series two. I do like Seth. It's just interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Like, comedy relief as well, isn't it? Like... But I think even in series one, he doesn't get ahead of a lot of screen time. But the... No, not really. But the yeah. fans have such affection for it. And I think because of that affection, I compl- I always forget that he's only in series one. Yeah, it does feel like he should be in more. No, he, he deserves more. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves his own spin off. Yeah, that'd be great, actually. <laughs> Although I think Mitchell and Gilbert deserves more of a spin-off, because I still want to know what happens there, how they met. That'd be the perfect Uh, spin-off. In the hospital, George is heading to the isolation unit, but is being dragged away by Nina, uh, who wants to give him a lecture in sexual health. But George's moon hormones have kicked in. Nina's education of clitoral stimulation, orgasms and self-pleasure act like phone sex to George. Who pounces, (laughs) Nina's line, bloody hell, it's always the quiet ones. That's that's one way of foreplay isn't it <laughs> so yes obviously he's on the, the verge of changing i guess his confidence is back yeah i don't know what else going on that <laughs> what, what you yeah. were doing there is you were picturing it weren't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very sexy episode this one isn't it back at the house annie and gilbert are having a heart to heart yes it's like a whiplash of emotions isn't it done a wedding look yes she's uh Blaming herself, essentially, for Owen's behaviour. And this is what we touched on earlier. That's how abuse works. That's how manipulation works. Yeah. And uh, she's saying it's her fault. Oh, I really feel for Annie. Because Owen's clearly the villain. It's just uh, she's so besotted she can't see it. It's, like you said, it's it's how abusers work, isn't and it? Gilbert reassures her. And she says, am I really hard to love back? And Gilbert says, you are loved by loads of people. By me. I love you. I really love you. My job. <laughs> yeah. Now kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so then a door appears. For the first time, we get to see the pathway to death in being human. Yes. I guess the way it's viewed in being human is there are references to religion throughout, i.e. there are references to hell, there are references to heaven. But there's nothing that explicitly says Gilbert's going to heaven. Because mm. partially, maybe he doesn't know, because he says he's scared when the door opens. I think for Gilbert, though, he wants to pass over because it's something different, like he has been stuck there for a while. But it, what he sees in the door, though, he likes, yeah. he smiles, so it must be something yeah. nice. And I guess that what Annie and Gilbert have been in is a form of purgatory, but it's purgatory on Earth, isn't it? Yeah. But then when they pass over, for some ghosts anyway, they're stuck in yeah. another purgatory, aren't they? Yeah. Just imagine, for, for one person, just imagine well, if there are about 20 levels of purgatory. God. Oh, God. God, what what kind of life must you have lived? <laughs> just like opening one door into another one, into another one. <laughs> he had to meet Annie, and that's that's the reason that he's moved on. So that, that is a positive reason. He didn't have particularly a dark pathway to, to the afterlife. Yeah, it's sweet, really, yeah. For others, it's a bit dark, isn't it? I think the going back to the doors as well, just thought of a point. It's like uh, one door closes, another one opens. Maybe that's where they got yeah. the door yeah. idea from. It's quite clever, really. He lights a fag mm. and accepts his fate. There is a light that actually went out over Gilbert. R.A.P. Thank you for the fun times. I miss him already. How many scenes is he in in this episode? Five, six? And uh-huh. Alex Price, who plays Gilbert, it just, it just leaves such a lasting impression, doesn't he? It does, yeah. I was looking to see what he was up to these days. and I didn't know that he plays Draco Malfoy at, like, at one point in 2016 in the Cursed oh, Child yes, play. I heard that, yeah. 
Yeah, I had no idea. And then he's uh, in, in Doctor Who as well. He's got quite a he's, good resume. Like, he should do more as well. Like, I don't know what I've, he's been up to. I don't know if he's still then. doing it. He does Father Brown as well. Oh, yes, that's it. Uh-huh. So uh, that that was all sweet and sad, wasn't it? Let's have an abrupt cut to George taking Nina, Wolfie style, <laughs> a wailing like a banshee. <laughs> that's a strange one there. <laughs> Now, of course, we get a shot Crazy. of once he's uh, done the deed, we get a shot of George's bum, and he leaves her a dishevelled mess and leaves the scene. Yes, one for the bum <laughs> box. Please, I wish I hadn't called it that. <laughs> it was too, too late, late now. Can't go back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she's a mess on the floor. Oh, that, actually, that sounded terrible. I can't <laughs> believe I just said that. It's one way upon that. So uh, Mitchell comes back to the house and Annie is sitting in the dark and she says, at least now I know. And Mitchell gives her a hug. Now, obviously, I don't think he's relating it to Owen at that stage when he first hears that, but he gives her a comforting Mm -hmm. hug. So the following morning, George has an extra spring in his step. He bows out home declaring, I had sex with Nina last night and it was bloody marvellous. (laughs) <laughs> again this is the shifts in tone just go up and down all over the place yeah but oh yeah lots of shows that would feel uneasy but this is just it's just so smooth it's just the humor isn't it mitchell shuffles in to tell him annie was killed by owen and george winces five minutes could i have not just had five minutes with the biggest news i think he had this morbid last episode though like with Tully, like that was his that big was news his big in the kitchen yeah. mitchell thinks it like annie it was the house's way of trying to tell her something and he's saying it's stopped now, hasn't it? Sorry, Owen abused you, but <laughs> at least the plumbing's all right. And he says it felt like he owns me, which again I think that's a reference to episode one where Owen does say she was mine. Yeah. Yeah. And George is just like, no, nobody owns you, nobody, and he's right on that one. There's a lot of like Easter eggs and points like that throughout the whole series. Is one of the things I love about it. All the little details that you miss the first time you watch it and then coming back you see all these little details it's just done so well she questions why she hasn't passed over so what now what's left and this is a a very quiet i guess subdued ending to an episode because it's not adrenaline paced it's not dramatic yeah it doesn't end with a bang does it it? Mm. mitchell's saying like a whimper (laughs) i guess that's what we'll find out and it just fades out what could happen? Mm. <laughs> Quite interesting compared dot, to other episodes. Dot. Yeah, um, mm. I think this is a, the slowest paced episode of the series. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's more to do with because of the subject matter. Yeah, overall, not a lot happens in the grand scheme of things of being human. No, that's true. Like apart from the, the main thing being um, the own reveal, or. That's it, really. Like, just having a good time for this episode, really. But then also not. It's it's strange. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I think from the opening speech by George to the end, the theme of love is what permeates through it, isn't it? George is, George is now looking yeah. for love. Annie's almost lost that fantasy she had of the relationship she was in. And it's dawned on her the realism of what she thought was love. And mm-hmm. Gilbert, of course, finds love. Mitchell... Mm-hmm. You've summed that up really nicely. Just got yeah. In bloodlust in the shower, but you know, it's love of a kind. <laughs> yeah, well, lust is one of love, but yeah, yeah, you summed that up really well. Like every everyone's loving each other this episode. It's here for a good time. <laughs> yeah, and I think as we discussed earlier, like, the fact that the reveal of Owen is only halfway through the series. It, I mean, mm, that's not even yes. the end of Owen's story. I think Owen gets even better, and his performances get even better now because obviously. The cat's, the cat's out, out the, the bag, bag, and there's yeah. much more to explore with his character now, rather than just the guy coming around fixing the plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Would you say he's the most villainous person in being human, in a way? Mm, I guess so, because, yes, he's human, isn't he? Yeah, that's it, because all the, all the other villains are supernatural, but maybe this one's scary because he is human, like you said. I guess because, obviously, you know, any vampires or villains in being human are heightened because obviously there's a supernatural element to them with him it comes from his soul his actual soul doesn't it i suppose yeah and 
Like, it's scary because he enjoys it and there's nothing supernatural to it, but they have to do it, but it's totally a choice for Owen. He does it yeah. because he likes it. The only, I think, downside of this episode is... Uh, I mean, Mitchell takes a back seat because he needs to, obviously, because other people need to come forward. But I do think the storyline with him and Lauren doesn't really go far this episode because it is just her asking for some blood and him going, no, oh, all right then. There's not... It doesn't really add much to the major story. Next episode, they bond a bit more, don't they? I think this episode defines in their feet a bit because at first Mitchell was hesitant to help and then suddenly he's on board again. And then uh, they kind of stay in the helping phase now, don't they? And And also, this episode, no Herrick. No Herrick? That's the point. He's he's loitering. He's waiting. (laughs) Where do you think this one ranks for you in terms of the series? Um... I mean, it's all good. Let's, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> let's be clear. Yeah, I think this is still my favourite episode in the, in the first series because there's just so many iconic lines and um, the issues are uh, very real and uh, interesting. And the music as well. Good music. Uh, and Gilbert. I do love Gilbert. you got to love Gilbert. <laughs> so it's still my favourite episode. Oh, that's great. Yeah, just for <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> many thanks to Sarah for coming on to the podcast. In the process of editing this, I was reminded that a couple of years ago, me and my partner came home and there was a casserole dish outside the front door and it had a glorious looking smelling casserole in it, but we had no idea who it was from and we asked everyone on the street, is this from you? No one, absolutely no one. So of course, this could have been a mortal enemy, so we decided not to eat it. It could have had rats, rehypnol, rabies input as part of it so we kind of just binned it and kept the casserole dish to ourselves but at the time i was convinced that i was being haunted by annie no one can tell me otherwise have you ever been haunted by annie get in touch with us at boxtunnelpod at gmail.com you can also contact us there if you want to be an honorary old one and come on the show and discuss an episode of being human You can also like and subscribe or follow us on your podcast app of choice. We are on Twitter at BoxTunnelPod and on Facebook, Instagram as the BoxTunnel Survivors Group. Until next time, hang the DJ! the Box Tunnel Podcast and thanks